We obviously regret to inform you that today's episode will not be a silly one, though we'll try to find something for you to smile about later in the video. Unfortunately, as is all too common, there has been another mass shooting by a total piece of human garbage on completely innocent people just trying to do one of the many things that used to be a completely normal activity in this country before decades of high-powered weapons turned every mundane trip into a risky venture in the only country where this routinely happens. And I'm sorry that we aren't mentally capable of covering the details of the victims in these situations, because reading the witness accounts over the weekend it gave me a physical reaction that almost forced me to throw my phone across the room. Yeah, there was the main one going around where... Uh, I don't want to relive... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. do it, but and there was also I also made on... the mistake of uh, it just fucking showed up on my timeline. I'm like, oh, that's a pile of fucking bodies that have just been I was able to Swiss avoid cheese. that. Great. Uh, very, very... Uh, yeah, no, mostly. it was just on my timeline. I didn't. I did not seek it out. It was just there. I fucking saw it, and people were weirdly justifying it, be like, people need to see the damage. I'm like, I don't, listen. This Not is me, you, I agree with you. Like, I the don't, people that need to see this are your conservative representatives who uh, yeah. at one point claimed that uh, Texas needed to buy more guns because they were losing in the buying guns war against California. You should not need to see what was in that video, which I'm not even going to fucking describe, but it is truly fucking awful. You should not need to see that with your eyes to, uh, you know, empathize with uh, the people who were affected by this. Yeah. Um, Truly very upsetting shit. Horrific. Anyway, what we can do is try to provide some clarity on the situation because, of course, the, the waters are already being muddied uh, by exactly who you would expect to muddy uh, the waters when clearly the motivation here is um, right-wing and uh, Nazi-ish and directly inspired by... Um, a lot of names you can probably guess at. Yeah. But yeah, we don't really want to have to clarify all this, but we are finding ourselves in the position where we have to do that on a more and more frequent basis because of the sheer volume, variety, and scope of disinformation that has been pouring out of social media. Uh, disinformation that is now heightened by one specific site's power users, influencers, and even its own CEO, Elon Musk, the world's smartest man. Clearly, whatever he's saying must be true. Mm -hmm. uh, he has really shown his ass in the past couple of weeks. I mean, he past couple years, yes, but especially it's, it's very, it's been cranked up. Especially yeah. recently, uh, especially when it comes to where he stands uh, politically and morally, despite his uh, constant claims of being a centrist. Yeah. You're not. Uh, he's gone very quickly from posting somewhat shocking but predictable takes on current events, uncle posting, uh, to boosting, reacting to, and even propagating just outright racism and harmful conspiracy theories, and uh, in pretty much every case, shit that could is easily fact-checkable. Yeah, just like you, Elon, you are reacting to information that is uh, wrong and is presented in a way uh, to appeal to races. Anyway, he really seems to be alluding to the fact that uh, some kind of psyop must have taken place in Allen, Texas, this past weekend. This just doesn't add up. Uh, did What's going on? Anyone not learn anything from the very recent Alex Jones trials or the literal reality that we've all been forced to live through over the years? No. No, they didn't. Of course not. We, we might actually live in hell. Some of the things the richest and therefore smartest man and owner of Twitter posted over the weekend uh, include, uh, among other things related to the shooting, an outrageous response to a protest in New York City over the death of Jordan Neely, which read... Why didn't they protest when the children were murdered at the Christian school? 
They are disingenuous. Huh. Bitch, are you blind? Yes. Or intentionally stupid? Yes. There were large-scale demonstrations in the state's capital that resulted in the removal of three lawmakers, two of which were ousted from their positions by Republicans. It was nationwide news, inescapable. It was a pretty, uh, it was a mainline topic on a, a little website called Twitter that you might be familiar with. It was trending and everything. In regards to the Allen, Texas shooting, though, on Monday evening after the identity and posts were revealed of the shooter, Musk responded to a post that claimed the whole thing is clearly a psyop uh, with this response. This gets weirder by the moment. Which, look, I am... You can read between the lines here. He's not just replying that, hmm, this is strange. He's replying to a post that claims that it's a PSYOP that is a post that is replying to Ian Miles Chong. And yeah. he is, therefore, boosting it algorithmically by his own response that allows people to question the validity of the shooter, the the shooting, everything related to also, the I, whole I believe thing. the person he was responding to is, like, one of uh, Tim Pool's, like, uh, you know, uh, peanut gallery. And uh, they obviously have a certain vested interest in uh, this diverting this, uh, attention because uh, the killer, uh, he seemed to really, really like watching videos from Tim Pool, among yeah. others, but especially Tim Pool. And that just doesn't make sense. Why would someone who's a Nazi watch Tim Pool, who's just your average classical liberal? Yeah. Uh, so just the response from Elon, though, we don't really have to tell you that He's tossing a, a gas canister onto an already raging fire by even responding to this nonsense. Yeah, but before we get off track here, uh, let's just go through the laundry list of false theories, intentionally deceptive narratives, and straight up misinformation from the past couple days. And then maybe we can take a moment to collectively laugh at King Charles and his dumb fucking outfits, because well, that was fucking weird, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, here, look at this uncomfortable goober. We are not a serious planet. I, it does make me feel better that he does not seem to be enjoying any of this. No, the that actually makes this kind of cool. I'll, I'll make a point about that <laughs> later, but let's get back to the story at hand. So yeah, okay, here we go. The shooter's name was released, and every chud on Twitter instantly reacted with a bunch of verifiably false takes, which included, but are not limited to, uh, he was a member of a cartel, he was an illegal immigrant, he was a member of the LGBTQ community and also included countless posts of uh, an inaccurate mugshot linked to someone with the same name, but not the same person. Mm -hmm. An image that would continue to be used later on as proof that the real identity and beliefs of the shooter were somehow false. Uh, the truth, which has been verified through social media accounts used by the shooter and confirmed by local and federal investigations, is that... He was a fucking neo-Nazi. He was a white supremacist with countless posts that spread racism and glorified Hitler while also watching Tim Pool videos and name-dropping libs of TikTok. And during the massacre that he did, he was wearing a right-wing death squad patch uh, on his body. Well, uh, that it is, seems uh, like this man's motivations were pretty fucking clear. And uh, was taken down off of the merch site uh, immediately following this. And, so. uh, I mean, yeah, the, the guy who dug up the because like he his social posts were on some network i've never even heard it was of like a russian social media yeah story. but like very thorough stuff like uh and a post that go back over a year yeah and it's like oh well, how do we know this guy well uh, he was posting a lot about the fucking mall that he did his massacre at like right beforehand that's weird yeah also like, all on. of the identifying evidence the hand tattoo specifically uh is on the body and they're like uh, why does why do all of his nazi tattoos look so fresh it's like he took pictures of his tattoos when they were fresh. When they were fresh. 
Yeah. God uh, damn it. It's all very maddening. Uh, and yes, this was corroborated by uh, the FBI. There's been bulletins and internal emails. It, it doesn't matter. It's the truth. But look. It, it but, 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 but Ricky, who's not white, how could he be a white supremacist? Yeah, the drooling mouths of countless blue check brain Twitter users dribbled out, but he's Hispanic. It's simply not possible for him to have been a white supremacist or a Nazi, despite that obviously being possible. And not just possible, but a distinct and growing trend. Yeah, no, it, this... <laughs> it, it certainly takes a lot of cognitive dissonance to explain that there's no possible way that someone of Hispanic descent can't possibly be a white supremacist when a not insignificant portion of the people claiming that are clearly aware of the existence of Nick Fuentes. Also, uh, side side story that we're not going to get into, but they they uh, they finally identified the pink beret girl from January 6th. Mm. This uh, young like woman kind of looked out of place wearing a pink beret, but participated in January 6th. And yeah, she's a Latina woman from California, and she was identified because uh, some dude she dated like three years ago like saw her picture. And he was like, wait, what the fuck? That's Jennifer. We used to go out. He told the news, he's like, she started talking a lot about Mein Kampf. And I was like, yeah, that's not what I'm really into. I don't think this is going to work. Anyways, uh, social media posts unearthed by Bellingcat researcher and later confirmed by authorities and news outlets clearly show the shooter as an unhinged Nazi whose online presence included numerous posts about his love of Hitler, photos of his literal Nazi tattoos, photos and screenshots of the mall where the shooting took place, photos of his Kevlar vest with the patches, screenshots of Tim Pool videos, and at least one post that he said was, quote, inspired by libs of TikTok. Oh, also another thing, uh, yeah, like, so the, the Nazi, like, punk and metal community is weirdly, I mean, I wouldn't say it's big, but like there is that, uh, that community exists in yeah. Southern California and the Southwest and uh, most of the bands, not actually, not what we would call Anglo white people. Mm -hmm. It's very strange, but yeah, this phenomenon is real. And these people, it's so fucking annoying. They always act like it's literally impossible for someone with brown skin to uh, be a Nazi. Like mm -hmm. that's not, it, it happens, I'm sorry. It does. Anyway, there's numerous photos which confirm the tattoos on this guy's body, including photos of the body of the shooter from the scene, where they are visible, and posts where he talks about his tattoos. Federal and local investigators have also confirmed the background of the shooter. Uh, Eric Toller has posted countless images and proof of the shooter's identity, beliefs, and intentions, as well as posts that show he was preparing for the attack leading up to it. The basics of this information have been corroborated by investigators, with an FBI bulletin reading, the FBI's review and triage of the suspect's social media accounts revealed hundreds of postings and images to include writing with racially or ethnically motivated violent extremist rhetoric, including neo-Nazi materials and material espousing the supremacy of the white race. But before any of this was even known, the Republican representatives of the city and state were already mobilized and ready to finally solve the problem at the root of all these shootings. And we figured it out, guys. There's not enough thoughts and prayers. That's That has to be it. We got to bump those numbers up. We need more thoughts and more prayers. Although, at this point, I, I might be inclined to believe that uh, thoughts and prayers are having the opposite effect because it really seems as though the amount of mass sh shootings has risen alongside the popularity of the term thoughts and prayers. Yes, it doesn't seem to really be doing much at no. all. Uh, Ted Cruz did his standard, Heidi and I are sending our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> 
But even he, hold on, he fuck. Someone noticed there was a, a double space because he yeah. literally. What did he, he add there? Yeah. No, he literally copied and pasted. Like he has a fucking template. Yeah. Where he just adds what he. There was there was some fake tweets going around that like showed a copy and pasted thing that wasn't entirely accurate. But uh, yeah, he he has to do this like once a week. Yeah. So uh, yes, it is probably something that he's just like, all right, well, how do we how do we change the messaging this time? Uh, but yes, no, it, it's pretty much your standard we're sending our thoughts and prayers to the community but even ted cruz was outshined by the representative for the area where this took place a man named keith self who appeared on cnn in the aftermath to say that we just aren't playing hard enough and also that um which seems kind of antithetical to the previous message that god is in control of our lives all of our lives um here you go now, you know, Congressman, that is a common refrain after these incidents, after mass shootings. But many people argue that prayers aren't cutting it. Prayers are not preventing the next mass shooting. What is your response to that criticism? Well, those are people that don't believe in uh, an almighty God who, who has, who is absolutely in control of our lives. I'm a Christian. I believe that he is. We have people, though, with mental health that we're not taking care of. Since this nation made the decision that we were going to close the mental health institutions, uh, many of these situations are based on that. So, yeah, really weird. Cool. God's plan. Really weird thing to say that God is in control when someone just killed eight people. But also wild that he would bring up the mental health crisis when it's one of the most difficult treatments to gain access to in a country where it's already incredible, incredibly difficult to access, utilize, or afford even the most basic parts of our outrageous healthcare industry. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, well, this country's in a mental health crisis. Like, all right, well, what are we gonna do about it? Okay, cool. Nothing, I just wanna acknowledge that we have a mental health crisis. I agree country. with you, what, what can be done? Yeah, hmm. and I mean, like there are, even if you want to just treat it as like a mental health crisis, like, yeah, there are definitely things that could be done, which first and foremost, uh, make going to fucking therapy, not like extremely expensive, like prohibitively expensive yeah. for the vast majority of this country. Like, come on. But you know, <sighs> you do that, you make therapy free, then you gotta make the dentist free. Then you gotta make, uh, not, not free paid no, for by our tax dollars. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't get caught into that uh, little loophole that people like to do the gotcha with. Mm -hmm. My dad's famous for that. Oh, free? Who's paying for it? Yeah, no, tax. the taxes you pay, which uh, very, very high, despite what you, for some reason, think uh, we are like a country with ultra low taxes. No, comparatively, we do pay a lot of tax, but we get nothing in return, except for a bunch of really cool jets that fly over sports stadiums. That's my jet. I paid for that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they also know that this is a result of shuttering of mental health facilities, which is... Uh, pretty incredible thing to say because Ronald Reagan bears direct responsibility for that, yet he is lauded as one of the greatest Republican presidents of all time. And this policy was overwhelmingly popular within his party. The uh, mental health crisis is one of the many lines that's currently being trotted out and repeated as a way to divert focus away from all that the Nazi shit. Mm -hmm. Much like with Harlan Crow. Yeah. Why are you so focused on the Nazi stuff? But uh, yeah, it's important to ask yourself a few things here. One, despite mental health issues being an international issue, uh, not unique to America, why is it only the U.S. that sees mass shootings like this so regularly if mental health is responsible? Two, 
What, in all honesty, do you think Republicans are going to do to make access to mental health services easily accessible and affordable? Nothing? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the other answer from conservatives for how to deal with all this is to apparently just be prepared to take someone's life every single time you leave the house. What a way to live. Anyone you encounter in your day-to-day is your potential murderer. Plan accordingly. Uh, Here's Alex Coker during the Fox News coverage of this latest mass shooting. This is some real... uh, I don't want to live here stuff. Yeah, this is America... A better world is certainly possible. We shouldn't have to live like this kind of stuff. This is America as a a parody of itself. Let's go. Check it out. And just like General Mathis once said, you know, uh, be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everyone you meet because you never know. Cool. So Personally, I'd prefer not to. Yeah, uh, I wish... This wasn't like that. You know, maybe the mental health crisis in this country is people giving themselves fucking anxiety uh, because anxiety is literally just being afraid of uh, things that aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's caused by oh, then, usually it's caused by a hormonal imbalance that puts your body into a fight or flight mode when it need not be. But um, also I w- you can put yourself into that manually by uh, convincing yourself that any moment of your life, you might need to actually kill someone. And then, well, <laughs> we should, I don't want do to it. say it, but also, you know, the ready, readily available uh, weapons that you can just mow people down with. Uh, that seems to be the one thing that's different in this country. With Well, other, yeah. But, I, you know, we're not allowed to say that. It's uh, a very hot button uh, issue. You know, like if you ban guns, the criminals just find the guns anyway. And as you can see, in every other country, there's just as many criminals with guns. Wait, no, there fucking isn't. But I'm going to keep arguing that yeah. because uh, it sounds good to me. But for the love of that apparently very deaf God, let's change the subject to something way sillier for, for a moment. Thank you. Yes. yes. Okay. The coronation of King Charles. Kneel uh, before your king. It was um, pretty much, you know, we filmed before the coronation took place. Yeah, it aired in the middle. Very inconsiderate of the British to air this in the middle of the night. I know, I agree. Um, But it was everything that we'd hoped it would be. And more. Yeah. You know, like. Quite a spectacle. I would not even recommend watching all of it, but just like go to the live stream and like click around. It's like, there's. Any frame that you land on. It's just so fucking weird. The whole thing's so weird. Yeah, every frame a work of art. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Also, and the just, people watching, every like the I people watching is incredible. I didn't like. I knew Charles was gonna be dressed up like a fucking clown, but like everyone in that church is, mm-hmm. uh, it's wild. It's like, yeah. and it's uh, great. I, I specifically, uh, well, I, I scooted around to see who was covering it in the middle of the night because I was up, no lifing it, uh, <laughs> just to, just to see. And uh, I so I landed on CNN, and it was like. They, everyone involved, so in love, enamored, and yeah. obsessed with every single thing that it was going Americans on. Americans yearn to be subjugated by the royals once again. They were loving this. Just as Minecraft shows that the children yearn for the mines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoo! Uh, yeah, anyways, this whole thing, it, it spawned some incredible footage, some ridiculous photos, and proof that we are not meant to be witnessing this archaic process in high def around the world. This is something that British people uh, should be seeing on their own and not broadcast, and they Actually, should probably keep it to themselves. The one cool thing about the HD is that uh, the chair he was sitting on, which, what? It was used as a coronation chair way back in the day, and then they stopped using it for like a couple hundred years, and then they started again in the 20th century, but in that down period, it was just sort of kept at like the Westminster private or 
the school for boys or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so in HD, you can it's just covered in fucking like children writing their names on yeah, it. Yeah, that was cool. Yes. Like Liam was here 1817. But every everything else, first of all, this is I when I was watching this, I was like this is the most outrageous dumb thing. Yeah, no, it's uh, the most a spectacle. antiquated bullshit. It looks like that's uh, the alcohol bottle with the crown on top. Yeah, it does. Yeah. At least that one's got something inside of it that you can use. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was quite embarrassing. He's he's got his cool scepters, he's got his fat fingers touching the rings. That there right, was the, the the ring the, on the that was I don't know what it was a ring, but he didn't wear it, but it was on this little red like velvet uh like a ring thing, holder, yeah. And he he got it, to touch it. Well, Probably some, it something about that was hand. very uncomfortable. Well, also, I mean, yes, his fingers did look fat naturally, but there was also an image where like someone took an angled view of their TV, and yeah. still, even even without the angle, that's a huge yeah. finger. Yeah. But with the angle, it is comical. Yeah. It is bigger than a hot dog. It is a jumbo Frank. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, he he also had what appeared to be the holy hand grenade, and I know we went uh, over the it's actual the sovereign's orb. Yeah, actually. we went over what it actually was, but yes, it, everyone was calling it the holy hand grenade, and he had that in the offhand, which of course gives him an incredible stat boost. Yeah. Uh, and then there was this guy in the crowd, who uh, apparently had people convinced <laughs> that it was actually Meghan Merkel wearing a disguise. So that she could witness this historic oh, event in person. I'm sure it would be super easy to just put on uh, a, a shitty disguise and show up and be like, I'm here for the coronation. And they're like, let me in. Come on in, sir. <laughs> no further questions. Also, uh, with the way British tabloids and the press are, uh, very easy for someone to sneak into yeah. the UK uh, and then uh, spend time somewhere putting on makeup. Yeah. And, and attend the coronation of the head of the family that has made your life Absolute hell. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds like a great use of time. But yeah, I, I really want to get inside the brain of a loyalist, a royal, royalist loyalist, yeah. and see the kind of mental gymnastics that would lead someone to believe that Meghan Markle wanted to see the coronation of King Charles so badly that she dressed up in a disguise and mixed in with the crowd of uh, people there in order to witness it. Well, she did get to uh, sit next to Andrew Lloyd Webber, so pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, especially considering how all of those people are convinced, maybe correctly, that Megan <laughs> actually fucking hates the royal family. And if she did, well, good. Seems like she has some good reasons, considering some of the stuff that's come out about uh, questions they may have asked about their child. Yeah, they got racist with it. But mm -hmm. so if it's not Meghan Markle, that still leaves a lot of questions. Because yeah, that does look like someone in a disguise. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it turns out he's just a composer named Carl Jenkins. A real person, and they have a mustache and glasses, and that's just that's just, just the way that he look. looks like. Yeah. But yeah, it is funny that everyone online was like, "Look at this goofy motherfucker who's hiding under there," <laughs> and it just turned out to be a normal British person. Well, not normal. I guess he's knighted, and he's from Wales. He's Welsh. Yeah. Well, it's but still he's British. still British. Yeah. Because the Venn diagram of UK identities that they get mad at us for not fully understanding—that's part of it. The Welsh, England, Wales, United Kingdom, Great Britain, Wales, yeah. Northern gets, Ireland. It gets Ireland. real fucking complicated when Scotland. you when you go to like the like crown protectorates or whatever, like the Isle of Man, mm. which is like it's like part of the United Kingdom, uh, but not part of the EU or like there's there's all these little fucking like it's islands a mess. and shit. Yeah, it's a it's a mess. You gotta tidy that shit up. Also, the best part about this was uh despite people thinking that it was uh, Meghan Markle under there. 
It literally looks like Fred Durst currently. Is that what he looks like now? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. Mm. He's embracing the old age in a way that uh, actually makes him look pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Well. Comparatively to what he looked like 25 years ago, looks pretty cool. I thought he looked pretty cool back then. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Anyways, uh, <laughs> also over the weekend, videos were released of Donald Trump uh, during his deposition in the uh, sexual assault God. case that he's facing from E. Jean Carroll, a case where Trump's main evidence for himself was that he wouldn't have done anything with this woman because she's, quote, not his type. I only bang tens. That's He basically, like, this was shocking even to me, where I was like, damn, this is okay, so he's going with the, like, she's going, ugly. going with that defense. All right. And he even told, like, the attorney questioning him, he's like, even you. Take a look. You're not my type either. Yeah. Sorry, no offense, but I, I wouldn't bang. Yeah. In uh, the video deposition that was released and spread online, Trump is, aside from just, you know, being Trump, also it, uh, confuses E. Jean Carroll with his ex-wife, Marla Maples. I don't even know who the woman, let's say, I don't know who, it's Marla. You're saying Marla's in this photo? That's Marla, yeah. That's that's my wife. Which woman are you pointing to? No. Here. Carol. Oh, is that? The oh, person okay. you just pointed to was oh, Eugene Carroll. Who is that? Who is this? And the person, the woman on the right is your then wife, I don't Ivana? know. This was the picture. Oh. I assume that's John Johnson. Is that that's Carol? Because it's very blurry. So, yeah, it's obviously pretty bad that Trump can't identify his ex-wife in a photo that he is also in. I know he's old, but damn. Also, it's a photo that also includes his other ex-wife. So there you go. He's got a lot of ex-wives. I mean, at a certain point, it does get hard <laughs> to keep track. Get confused. They but should yeah. have him draw a clock while he's uh, doing this. <laughs> they said I passed it better than anyone they've ever seen. <laughs> they said, sir, you, uh, your brain, it still works. And it works pretty well. It's a good pretty brain. Well. One good of the best. Brain. Uh, but yeah, it, it's also it, it, the, the fact that his basis of innocence for himself is... In at least one interview that Carol wasn't his type, therefore he couldn't assault her. Uh, the fact that he's getting her confused with someone that he married yeah. is uh, pretty telling. That's an alpha move. A, this man's such an alpha. Actually, I'm blind. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing. He apparently, uh, he, he is apparently nearly blind, but out of vanity, refuses to wear glasses. Oh, yeah, no. He, that's like a long-running Don't want to look like a dork. Yeah. He's literally like the, you know. Well, that's why he's the right with the giant Sharpie. The old trope of like the kid, uh, they think the kid's illiterate, but the kid just needs glasses. Yeah. But he's an 80 year old man. Well, I, I do not want to see Trump put on glasses and become a genius. Whoa! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> this is what people are saying about me? Ay, ay, ay. So over on the other end of the news cycle. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg desperately wants the world to know that he can absolutely kick your ass if you talk any more, any of that shit about him that yeah. you're talking. He's coming for us. Because, uh, well, you studied the shit post. Mark studied the blade. He's been <laughs> deeply involved in martial arts training for the past few years. And it appears as though the training has paid off. Yeah. Much to the dismay of onlookers and certainly to the dudes who lost their matches against Mark Zuckerberg. Oof. Yeah. Uh, here's The Guardian with more on this. 
Mark Zuckerberg is adding one more title to his resume. Medal-winning martial artist. The Facebook and Meta founder won gold and silver medals at his first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament in Redwood City, California, to the shock of many in the martial arts community <laughs> and probably more widely. The 38-year-old tech billionaire said he took up an interest in the sport early on in the pandemic, and he posted his win on Instagram saying, competed in my first jiu-jitsu tournament and won some medals for the guerrilla jiu-jitsu team. Um, good for him. So yeah, keep talking that shit, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's the last time, I, I like to think that uh, this whole thing spawned from uh, us and everyone else making fun of him for his uh, water skiing photos where he's got the uh, sunscreen caked on. Yeah. Uh, that, and it is it is funny that, uh, you know, most people during the pandemic were like, yeah, I baked bread for the first time. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool, huh? No. You know, the starter's like 40 years old. Pretty interesting that you can just bake bread in your house. Nobody knew this before the pandemic. Nobody knew. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg's like, I want to learn how to... Uh... I want to learn how to kill a man with my <laughs> bare hands. No reason. Oh, this might man. might be fun. Well, you studied the sourdough starter. Yeah. I studied jujitsu. But we should definitely round out the cast of characters in this episode by checking in on Alex Jones, who was recently the target of a devious prank that involved the voice and spoofed phone number of the recently fired Tucker Carlson. A content creator named Chris James, who goes by the moniker Prank Stallone, posted last week that, well, he did what his name suggests. He did a prank. Yeah. A prank which, at the time, sounded unbelievable and sounded like it was going to be better than it actually turned out to be. But shortly after he tweeted about it, Alex Jones confirmed that the prank actually took place by getting very publicly pissed off about the whole thing and dedicated an entire portion of his show to it. Uh, so here's the original post from last week. Okay, so let's say someone has Tucker Carlson's cell number, and also Alex Jones's cell phone number, and also an AI Tucker Carlson voice. They could, in theory, call Alex Jones and pretend to be Tucker and have a full conversation with him. Anyways, I just did that. And uh, to be honest, the end result isn't as hilarious or explosive as anyone hoped. It's, it's just too short. There's some funny moments, but... Jones catches on pretty quick. And, yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like the prankster believed that Alex Jones would actually take the bait. So he only created a, a couple clips, including one where AI Tucker says he has a show idea where they could both be topless and suck each other's nipples. Uh, Jones then says they can do it on InfoWars. Uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that was the funniest part. Uh, the pre-made lines ran out pretty quickly. But still, the whole thing pissed Jones off really bad, and he wants the prankster arrested. So I guess overall, uh, it was a success. It's, hey... That's a successful prank. In the world of pranks, if the goal is to piss someone off, yeah, that's a success. The prank Stallone show is usually it's not necessarily prank calls. He but the the thing he does that's so interesting is uh, his show not is called not even a show, and uh, he usually targets like smaller, mid smaller and mid tier like right wing influencers. Yeah, and he'll invite them onto a show that does not exist. Yeah, and like interview them for like a couple minutes and just make fun of them until they realize it. But it's like these people are just saying yes to any opportunity, like not doing any research. Like they, they can literally just get Google the name or the name of the show and realize that they're being duped. But they're like, they'll say yes to any fucking interview. I'll go on any show that'll have me. It's a classic way to get. And he's up. done this to some of his uh, victims like multiple times mm -hmm. where like like a year later, he'll be talking to someone and they don't even like fucking remember from the last time until like a couple minutes in, they're like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Not again. Yeah. Anyway, here's Rolling Stone with more 
on this. During his Thursday and Friday shows, Jones not only mentioned the prank call several times, but devoted a 30-minute segment to it, including inviting James on the show several times. He thinks it's funny to call up Alex Jones and say, suck my titty. <laughs> Jones said during the Thursday broadcast. That is kind of funny. He stole Tucker Carlson's identity. He faked his number. He faked his voice. He called me and made sexual threats, basically. And he just thinks that's funny. Because in this sociopathic world, I don't exist. Alex Jones is fair game for any attacks. So is Tucker Carlson. We're going to find out who you're working with, buddy. After James refused to go on InfoWars, good call. Jo Jones <laughs> doubled down on the rhetoric both on screen and off, calling for the comedian to be arrested and saying he would be filing a criminal complaint. Tucker Carlson's lawyers are involved in what you did. We believe it's a crime. So even though you think you're safe up in Canada, you're going to get arrested for what you did yesterday, Jones said. So keep laughing, you little arrogant person. Now, he's very angry about this, uh, especially considering reprehensible things that he said on his show. Yeah, it's uh, Snowflake much? Come on, Alex, you can dish it out, but you, you can't He's very it. angry about the whole, like, sucking on my titties thing. Yeah, it's very weird that he's that upset about this. Mm -hmm. Like, like, yeah. yeah. But finally today, some potential good news for angry airline travelers who had previously been left with little to no options when their flights are delayed were canceled. President Joe Brandon has announced that his administration will write new regulations that will require airlines to compensate air travelers and cover their meals and hotel rooms if they are stranded for reasons within the airline's control. Uh, here's the Associated Press with more on that. The compensation would be in addition to ticket refunds when the airline is at fault for a flight being canceled or significantly delayed. It would give consumers in the United States protections similar to those in the European Union. I love that that's the basis for anything, like, decent that happens here. Even, yeah. like, the very minimal, like, California privacy laws with the internet is just, like, it's a very small taste of what regulations look like. Yeah, no, like, yeah, the <laughs> EU is, like, they've really come out as just, like, the baseline for, like, what sensible regulation is on most topics. Yeah, also, it, keeping an eye on uh, how uh, Twitter employees in the European Union uh, will come out on top of all of this when the dust settles. It should be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, back to back to this. Quote, I know how frustrated many of you are with the service you get from your U.S. airlines, Biden said. That's why our top priority has been to get American air travelers a better deal. Biden added, you deserve more than just getting the price of your ticket refunded. You deserve to be fully compensated. Your time matters. The impact on your life matters. And so this is a definitely like one of those I'll believe it when I see it moments, especially considering the person in charge of implementing this is Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Who, AOP. Who, uh, yeah, transportation secretary. I don't even know if he knows what that job entails. But anyway. He's learning, uh, baby. He's uh, the Southwest debacle last year. Trains? Only, what does that have to do with me? Five Planes? months. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. So anyway, we wouldn't get too excited about all this because the airlines can simply make up an excuse to absolve themselves of guilt, which is what they already do to avoid providing any compensation to travelers. Yes. Uh, the AP adds that officials at the Transportation Department, which will write the new rules, said they didn't have a precise date for when they expect to finish, but indicated they are working to quickly publish a notice that is required to get the process started. As outlined at the White House by Biden and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, the rules would focus on cancellations and long delays caused by things such as mechanical issues with the plane or lack of a crew. What about bees, Pete? What, what about, happens if the bees are on the plane? What happens if the bees make the plane late? 
every airport will have a bee lady that has a queen in her pocket. We need to put Americans to work training them how to do bee stuff. Anyway, uh, this is great. This would have put Southwest Airlines on the hook for their logistic disaster last December to the tune of, I don't know, a <laughs> lot. But uh, we'll believe it when we see it. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, again, this, this would be wonderful. It's already a convoluted system to get anything out of the airlines when it is their fault. I can't imagine they're going to take this lying down. So I would love nothing more than to see this happening. But uh, yeah. Hey, maybe some good news, though. Ending it with some maybe some good news. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Does it really outweigh the bad? I don't think it does. I uh, think the yeah. bad very much outweighs anything else. Uh, the, this it, is a dark, dark time and place to be yeah, a living. And yes. I don't like it. Specifically with the airlines, they'll do what a lot of places have been doing over the past uh, year or two, which is they'll just increase the prices to offset the losses, any potential losses. Of course. Yeah. So there you go. Anyways, uh, for some lighter fare, please watch our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News, which is already outdated, but we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and then an episode of News Dump for you to check out. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. I know it's not a video that is, uh, you know, a very likable video, but... No. Uh, it helps with the algorithm and and all that. So please, uh, you're liking the vi the video, not the the subject the story, matter yeah. of the video. Uh, just thanks for being here with us. Uh, it helps us to uh, be living through this hellscape with having someone else to live with through it all. So yeah, thanks, and we'll see you soon for some hopefully better news. Bye. Bye. <laughs>